The following podcast contains at least two instances of egregiously mangled film titles, as well as large episodes of Ben and Jono forgetting things. We hope you don't find this too distressing. We Watch Anything is sponsored by... The Vinyl Frontier. The startling true story of the Voyager Golden Record. The Astrom Rom-Com. From me, Jonathan Scott. Coming out in America. Now. And all good bookstores in other places, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. No. It's very much, very much out. International uh, and about. Yeah. International. Very much stuff, like the yeah. Voyager itself. Well, yes. Yes. Only papery. I'm Ben Strivens. He's John O'Scott. Hi. And together we, we watch anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre of the same genre and watch them so you don't have to I take one he takes one and there's one we both watch so you'll know what's a surprise hit and what's totally hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to the podcast that's buying a sports car dating inappropriately young people <laughs> and possibly wearing makeup or getting a tummy tuck we are 45 today which I think is pretty much midlife crisis land Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm already there. You've been there for a while. Um, yeah, it's quite nice being in midlife crisis land. I'm not and 45. As well as midlife... No, I know, but I mean, you're in midlife crisis land. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean. absolutely. <laughs> I didn't what... mean you were literally 45. That's why I bought that Ferrari. Yeah, exactly. With all my podcast mm. money. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it rain. <laughs> this stuff is like a money pump. Um, <laughs> oh dear. And uh, but but midlife crisis. Ooh, quite often a plot line in rom coms. Oh, what a wonderful <laughs> link! <laughs> Although you're not. They are one. those. Yeah, they do quite often though. People quite yeah, often have yeah. like sort of midlife crisis disease in in rom coms. Yeah, well, rom-com often land. that's like that's the um, the the fulcrum around which swings the kind of the plot, isn't it? They have that maybe they yeah. potentially leave the significant other. It's, um, well, very much that is, uh, um, uh, what's his face? They're well done, Ben. I'm an absolute genius. You know, <laughs> high, uh, high fidelity is sort of like a, Oh yeah. It's yeah. about like a kind of midlife crisis, although he's, I don't know how old he's supposed to be in that. I can never work it out. No, he's sort of a shabby sort of 30s. I yeah. Think. So it's an early, yeah. mid, early onset midlife crisis. Yeah. I do. I, I really like that film. Um, but I've only ever watched it once. I've oh, never really? I've seen it, it a couple of times, but I do. it's not something I generally sort of like pull off the shelf and slap in the player because, A, you no. don't do that anymore because we watch Netflix. And B, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I just did. Uh, I remember thinking at the time that was quite good, but it didn't blow me away. Hmm. And, yeah, so what, not being disappointed amazing? as such, just being slightly... Hmm. What is amazing when you think about the movie is that that's the movie where people went, who's that funny fat bloke? Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> and then Jack Black yeah. as a force for uh, for good was born. Yeah, God, do you realise? By the way, that this is nothing to do with rom coms, Jack Black or anything. Mm. That Star Trek the reboot is ten years old. Oh my word! Now, if you start <laughs> talking relative time, I worked out that the other day. We, I was talking to people about this. I worked out that for me, for what Casablanca was to me when I first saw it, will yeah. be Blade Runner to my daughter. Well, that's in terms a good of how far away you are, yeah. God, yeah. In time, wow. yeah, it's quite trippy. Yeah, that is quite trippy. So, 
good. That aside, Blade Runner, definitely not a rom-com. No. High Fidelity is sort of rom-com. You know, definitely. Kind of, an angsty rom-com. But that's... Yeah. We didn't watch either of those. No. We watched three different movies based around one central conceit, which you came up with. And I'd like you to tell me about this, Jono, how you came up with that and tell the listeners what it is and then maybe start telling them about your movie. That was very didactic of me, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, well, we decided to go for rom-coms and uh, long-term listeners will know that um, some time ago we went for rom-coms and we sort of trailed the com- up forthcoming rom-com and telling everyone we're going to watch Aloha with Bradley Cooper. And then by the time we recorded that rom-coms episode, Aloha by Bradley Cooper, sorry, was... with Bradley Cooper, had vanished from Netflix. So while we were considering rom-coms, we noticed that Aloha with Bradley Cooper <laughs> was back on Netflix. So we decided not to, to watch the it. Entire, <laughs> to base the entire podcast around Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Aloha. Yeah. And for no particular reason, I don't particularly love or hate Bradley Cooper. I, I don't really... I think he's good. I, I haven't liked that many of his films. I, I liked him very... in something. I really liked him in um, that movie that I like <laughs> that's got the people in. Um, oh, yeah, that one. I know the one you mean. The well, 70s whirling cast. Um... That 70s show? No, you know, the one about the corruption that's got Jeremy Renner in, who's really good as like the corrupt politician and Ooh. Uh, Amy Adams, Bradley Cooper. Oh, come on, just look it up. I Jennifer Lawrence. Um, um, what, the, the Big Hustle. The Big Hustle. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Really like me in The Big Hustle. I'm ambivalent about the Hangover movies. I've only seen one and a half. Yeah, I've seen one. And it was one. all right. The first one was fine. It was, hmm. you know, it was different, I guess. It, well, it wasn't different. It was a bit like the Bachelor Party remade yeah. later and stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't love or hate Bradley Cooper. I've never seen Silver Linings Playbook. No, nor have I, actually. I have seen the A-Team, though, and the bit when the tank not. is... Oh, there's a really good bit when the tank, they're all in a tank that's falling from a great height. Right. And they decide that they need to avoid hitting hard ground. They need to hit water. So they fire the tank's gun to make it so <laughs> the tank moves to the side and hits water. It's what... <laughs> I really like that bit. But uh, it was, you know, it was a bit like the getting in the fridge to avoid the nuclear explosion. Yes. Also hitting, yeah, hitting water in a metal box will still smash you into the side of the metal box. <laughs> See, that, that's not the only problem with that stunt. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, talking of that stunt and Bradley Cooper, my Bradley Cooper movie is called Burnt. Burnt. It's from 2015. And I'm going to tell you a bit about it right now. It's um, in Burnt, Bradley Cooper plays a sort of burnt-out maverick uh, cook, chef, oh. who is... I had a feeling you were going to say maverick firefighter at some point. There. I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure how you became a maverick firefighter. <laughs> yeah, I don't use water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to smother it with cheese. <laughs> um, uh, Sorry, so he's a burnt-out maverick chef. <laughs> so he totally derailed me. Um yeah, so he's a burnt-out maverick uh, firefighter, no cook, and um, you sort of, um, and he and he and he's starting to rebuild his career, all all because he wants to get a third Michelin star. So, mm-hmm. in the first few scenes, the first time you meet him in the film, he's in New Orleans, um, and he's um, shelling um, oysters, Shocking, and you hear with a bit of voiceover, 
that he's he's going to do. Um, he, he he's given himself. Basically, you find out that in the past he did some bad stuff. He was drinking. He was doing drugs. And he's sort of given himself time, as it were, in New Orleans, where he just... Is this while he was still a successful chef kind of thing? No, this is the thing. He's The, the film starts and he's down. No, no, sorry, but when he was drinking and doing drugs, it's only was like a two Michelin star chef kind of vibe. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he, yeah. so he was a very success, successful chef, but a maverick. And in the early sequences of the film, you just see him paying the consequence. He's paid the consequences for his actions and he's got himself sober... And he's going back into chefing right. after a period of a three-year period of exile, basically. Mm-hmm. And it then for the bit first surprise of the movie, he, he turns up in London. And for some reason, I just hadn't done yeah. any research before, and I wasn't expecting it to be a London-based movie. But from that moment on, it's all based in London. Oh wow, I had no idea. No, and, you, and he is meets, it actually London or is it Prague? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's actually oh, it's okay. actually London. There's all the sort of stock shots of the Gherkin and the Millennium Bridge and all that. So. He's in London and he starts, you know, meeting people that he knew from his past. There's someone who, and most of them hate him and love him, fear him, you know, or some just assumed he was dead. Mm. Um, loads of them have scores to settle. And, um, but he, re- he reconnects with the old acquaintances and it sort of reminds me of, of, um, of you know, the bit in the Blues Brothers, the sort of early section of the Blues Brothers where they're getting the band back together. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he, he's basically, he's coming back because he wants to get a Michelin, a Michelin star. And then um, we meet, so <laughs> so he is, like I say, he's totally sober now. And he gets some, he meets, um, is it Daniel Brill? Is that how you say his name? How do you, oh, Brill? is it Brill? Brill. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, sorry to be vague about him. I really like him. And he's in this as a, a former, as a maid of D. Um, Mater D. There's Sienna Miller's in this. Oh, Emma Thompson's in this. I don't usually Uma like Thurman's Sienna. in this. Who? Sorry. Honestly, Uma Thurman. Oh, Uma Thurman. And Emma Thompson. Mm, Emma Thompson. Yeah, just, just honestly, all the people I recognise kept on coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> Emma Thompson plays a uh, uh, a sort of um, a, a you know a food critic. Okay. Anyway, the point is, he's a very intense, driven character. Yeah. There's this, there's, so it, <laughs> he's kind of got this kind of thing where he's, he's not into sort of like the, the, the cooking things by putting them in plastic bags and dropping them in hot water. He's into slightly yeah. kind of, yeah, I still like to sear things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a fatty chef, I'm an old school maverick chef. But basically he's very shouty. And Sienna Miller is a kind of sous uh. chef who joins the team and... And they're, they're, they're sort of, okay, I, I should cut to the chase. There's not much rom in this particular rom-com. <laughs> Is there much com? No, no, it's not that oh. funny. It's, it's more drum. <laughs> oh. But there is, there's some rom. There's still some rom. Yeah, yeah. And it, but, yeah, it's, it's really more of a sort of not entirely serious character study because he's just a classic mm. sweary chef. But yeah, yeah, and I and it, long story short, I recommend this film if you oh, if yeah. you're a food porn addict, which I know you are. Okay. <laughs> oh, I definitely am. Yeah. Is Sienna Miller annoying? No, I didn't find her annoying at all. Oh, cool. Because I I love her in High Rise, and that's about it. Yeah. Everything else I tend to find as slightly annoying. Yeah. No, but there's loads of annoying aspects to this film. It's it's got quite a televisual. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like a TV movie the way it's directed. Yeah. 
I haven't seen Chef. Have you seen John Favreau's no, Chef? No, I haven't seen that. No, yeah. neither. I keep meaning to. I wonder if it's any. No, well, I, I was going to mention um, Julia Julia. Have you seen that? The, well, I think it was the last movie by. Um, Oh, come on. Woody Allen? No, the last movie by bloody... When Harry Met Sally, right? Oh, yeah, no, yes, I have seen it. Yes, with Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I quite like that film. But yeah, yeah, and Meryl Streep's just evil. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Well, she's not evil. She's just... Well, she's just... No, no, but she's... Isn't she... Doesn't, isn't she sort of really horrible at the end to the author? Like, I want to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's okay, like, oh, yeah. Girl, but through the... Yeah. I think that's... Oh, God, let's not get sidetracked by that. But yeah, quite a good film about chefing. Yeah, well, that's, that's not that's not a sidetrack. As you know, we do like to recommend them. Yeah, true, true, and it is by written by. Give me the name. Um, uh, Come on, when d- Harry Sally asked me to do memories. Oh, for fuck's sake! This is this is awful. Howard Ashman and Robert Menken. Um, <laughs> no, she's it's. Oh come I on! Know exactly she's in my freaking book. This is why it's so annoying <laughs> that I can't remember the freaking name of the woman who wrote when Betty Booth wrote. No, who wrote when Harry met Sally. Oh, this is this is intolerable. No, I don't want to start a free trial of Amazon Prime. I want you to tell me. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> What's she called? I can't do it because my oh, she's because she's got a funny name. Nora Ephron. Nora Ephron. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't actually look her up in the end. I didn't get it because <laughs> Amazon's trying to get me to start a trial. I'm already a member, you tit. Right. Okay. So, right. All right. Let's cut this bit. I've made the dog next yeah. door bark. Oh God, I got really stressed. Anyway, the film is directed with this slightly televisual workman-like way. It's not bad. It's just, it's just there's not much flair there. Who directed it? Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I've got that here. Just hold on. Oh, you shit! Bag. I've lost my notes. <laughs> I have lost my friggin' notes. Peter, you've lost the news. <laughs> directed by John Wells. They're happy now. Happy now. Was it directed well? No, well, as I say, it's, fi- it's fine. It's fine. It's it's just not that. It's, yeah. not, it's nothing that memorable about it. It's got yeah, quite yeah. a TV movie kind of thing. Bradley Cooper is good in it, but he plays a character that, frankly, you do want to punch in the face to begin with because he is that classic arrogant twat. Is it sort of like a take on Gordon Ramsay? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's trying to make out, you know, he's trying to make him a sort of, you know, he's, he's a rock star chef and you're supposed to sort yeah. of, I mean, you are supposed to find him annoying. So those early scenes where he is an arrogant toss bag, you're supposed to find him an arrogant <laughs> toss bag because, you know, that's his arc. You know, he, he yeah. sort of learns, he goes on a journey from being an arrogant toss bag. But it still just makes it so it's not a particularly pleasant person to be around. And yeah. and the kind of the love plot between him and Sienna Miller, there's not much of a spark there, but it's fine. And no, mm. I didn't think Sienna Miller was bad at all. I thought she was good, in fact. Okay, um, that's good. Some of the peripheral characters are pretty boring. I think they should have cut some of them away. But like I say, for food porn and some really atrocious lines about <laughs> making of food, I kind of make it like there's this bit... <laughs> do, do you have a best line, worst line? Then? Well, I haven't really got a proper best line, worst line, other than there's this bit when Uma Thurman, the famous restaurant critic, who's doing a British accent, and from my first reaction of watching it, as I thought she did a really good job, actually. But she's mm. um, she comes to his restaurant to taste, I don't know, I can't remember what, some... some braised pheasant or something and the reaction shot as she chews his very nicely cooked bird is really funny because it just it's really it's slightly gurning it slightly reminds me of that old crunchy nut cornflakes ad where you know it kind of really goes to the person (laughs) looking surprised at how nice it is yeah um and yeah there's just quite a lot of really hokey lines like 
This is where he sort of says, I want to make food that makes people sick with longing. You know, and it's, ooh, oh, <laughs> it makes you shiver. In fact, That's he reminds a, a little bit of, um, you know, the way Kurt Russell is in Big Trouble in Little Chinatown, <laughs> when he keeps on going about how it's all in the reflexes and patronising yeah. that woman. He's a bit like that. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> but anyway, it's a kind of recommend. It's It's definitely not a bad movie. And if you like food porn and like Bradley Cooper, for God's sake, watch it. Um, Scale of A to E? In terms of rom-coms, it's not really a rom-com, but it's it's got rom-commy elements, but I'd say it's a, mm-hmm. it's a D, it's a rom-com. In terms of movie, it's a, yeah, still a D. <laughs> okay. But a D that you recommend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, well... Funnily enough, my movie also stars Bradley Cooper. Right. And we may have teed it up already. Oh, yes, of course. Because I watched the aforementioned... Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> so for some reason, we decided not to watch this as a combo. Yeah, I know. Why did we I decide took, I took it myself. So Aloha has an awful lot to recommend it, right? You've got... Number one, you're starting off with... It's directed by Cameron Crowe, who's made many films that we enjoy very much mm-hmm. and is very good. Um, you've got Bradley Cooper, who is a pleasant enough presence. You've got Emma Stone, who is very good, I think. Rachel McAdams, who's very good. Bill Murray, yes. Alec Baldwin, yes. Um, John Krasinski, I like John Krasinski. Who's John Krasinski so, again? Uh, he was the guy, the nice guy in the office who directed A Quiet Place. Oh, of course. Oh, was he in this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And Danny McBride as well, who I find quite funny. Yeah, no. I can't like Danny McBride. I'll always love Danny McBride, um, but if only for Pineapple Express. He's, he's great. Yeah, exactly. That. And, and I have a big thing for This Is The End for some reason. I've not watched not sure that why. yet. I was thinking of watching oh, that the other day. It's really I think it's really good. Yeah. It should be a massive wank fest, but it's not. It's really good. Oh, good. And Danny McBride is spectacular in that, actually. Oh, good. I might watch that And so is the Channing Tatum cameo, which is a just amazing. But, so the whole idea is that, I mean, it starts off really hokey. <laughs> it's like, it's a period 20th Century Fox logo, period Columbia logo. And um, it's kind of like period old footage of Hawaii. The whole thing set, unsurprisingly, being called Aloha on Hawaii. Good. Now, initially, this movie was started. This has been a passion project for Cameron Crouch for quite a long time. It was called Deep Tiki for a while. And it's going to be made with Reese Witherspoon and someone else whose name I can't remember. So uh, it does starts off with a VO, you know, voiceover start as per things, you know, footage of Hawaii. Bradley Cooper, basically, was um, dreamed of being a, an astronaut. And got really far in the in the Air Force and very close to being an astronaut. And then they sort of had budget cuts. Oh. And so he didn't become an astronaut. And then he left the military to become a sort of private contractor. The military. The military. <laughs> um, and he joined up with um, Bill Murray's. Bill Murray's a sort of eccentric billionaire. He joined his company to do some stuff for them. There was an un... There was an unexplained incident in Afghanistan where he got very wounded and so he is now and also annoyed Bill Murray right and he has now been given a second chance by Bill Murray to go to Hawaii to broker essentially a deal between the locals this is a more complicated plot than I was expecting from Aloha oh it gets so much more complex (laughs) but he goes there to, to broker a deal he's sent there to broker a deal between the locals who um, need to give their blessing, essentially, to the removal of you know ancient remains to build a gate. And this gate will allow Bill Murray to build a, a military-industrial complex on the island connected to the military base right. from where he wants to launch rockets. So this, he's getting back into his space thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So he turns up there. This is all in partnership with the US military. So he turns up there and he's, he's assigned a liaison who is a very eager Emma Stone. And he also bumps into his ex-girlfriend, who he's very much in love with, who's Rachel McAdams, who's now married to John Krasinski, who was one of his best chums at the time. And uh, very Cameron crowe music things happen, and he sort of basically meanders around the island and is a complete and utter unlikable ass for a large portion of the beginning. So Emma Stone is just sort of way too gung-ho, way too sort of like um, salute yeah. but also very preppy, kind of like chirpy thing. And um, he tells her, like, I only want to have conversations of five words or less with you now. I'm going to bed. Bye. <laughs> so he's not, not a very nice chap, really. Um, and then he's, for some bizarre reason, I have never still worked out, he, he bugs her. What? Yeah, and so he's in the hotel room next to her, and he's listening, and she's on the phone to her mum describing him, which is quite weird, and then he sort of busts her about that, right. uh, just by saying that she's so loud and the walls are thin. Um, and then he goes to see the, they go to see the elders, uh, and then oh, Rachel McAdams, his ex-girlfriend, you know, Squeeze, she invites him around for dinner, and her son keeps going on about Hawaiian folklore. And um, I'm going to just go into how complex this gets. And then finally, they talk to the elders, but they have to negotiate a deal with a cell phone tower and some land. The, the elders agree to bless the gates so the rocket launch can go ahead. And then he's asked to put a nuclear payload on the rocket. And Emma Stone finds out. And he's promised the elders they won't carry weapons because it's meant to be just satellite. And Emma Stone is upset upset with him and then he does the rocket launch and the Chinese are hacking the rocket launch so he stops a Chinese hack but then he does a thing that blows up the rocket launch because he wants to stop the nuclear thing and then he gets in trouble with the government even though they didn't know there was a nuclear thing on the rocket launch and then he's also falling in love with Emma Stone and also then he finds out that John Krasinski um, who's married to his ex-wife has left her because he thinks that they're going to get back together and then he finds out that their daughter is his daughter and then oh my he, god and then he tells the general that actually there's a nuclear payload on the thing and no one believes him and then they do believe him and then the daughter finds out that she's his dad even though that's quite weird and then he falls in love with Emma Stone and they get um, all fully in love and, and kissy and then they play this really terrible cover of a really great song. Oh. Um, do you know, do you have the Craig Armstrong Space Between Us album? No. Um, it's really good, but you know Craig Armstrong, film composer, yeah. did Moulin Rouge stuff like that. And he's got, the, but the, and he also did loads of stuff with Massive Attack and things. And that, he's got this great song called "Let's Go Out Tonight," and there's a terrible cover of it on this, which is terrible for Cameron Crowe. Just use the original; it's brilliant. Mm. Um, and then, um, and, and there's loads of fake tech nonsense as well. Like, it's like yeah, I'm, you just launched a rocket. I'm doing a deep hack to get rid of the Chinese hack. <laughs> um, and then is this? Is um, this? And then it sort of ends. Is this rom com? Yeah, it's not very calm. It's 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 rubbish. It's really <laughs> oh, no. rubbish. It's really disappointing because it's Cameron Crowe and it's so unfocused. And like he can do multiple intertwining narratives, like singles is great. And oh, I don't like um, singles. Oh, I love it. Mm. But um, but the, but regardless of that, like it's Cameron Crowe. <laughs> um, and it's really really bad. It's meant to be his sort of love letter to Hawaii. And it feels like his love letter to himself and his, his love letter to plots and his love letter to ideas. And like, it's just such a bad plot. It's so bad. I mean, it's really bad. Oh. Like I didn't, I, I really hated it halfway through. And then uh, towards the end, I, I hated it less because it was just so bad and so all over the shop that I couldn't hate it. It was like, it was like, 
you know, hating a, the runt of the litter just turning in circles <laughs> and banging into walls. And you just go, no, I just, I, you know what? You're just no good as a dog. But I feel quite <laughs> sorry for you as a creature. But I still don't want to watch you do that all the time. Oh. Um, and I wouldn't, I'm not saying, I, I way would prefer a runt of the litter to watching this movie again. Like, I'm, I can't recommend it. Oh, no. Unless you just, it's a real shame because I can't recommend it because I'd like to say, it's so bad, you know, watch it for this. But no, it's not. And yeah, the plot is just mad as bats because he didn't know when to stop writing it. You know what? This that's, is... that's also the problem. It's like, what? you throw all this weird shit in there and you just like keep on going and there's just no point. Nothing gets resolved. All the characters are so two-dimensional. It's an absolute criminal waste of a great cast. And I, like, Bill Murray is hardly in it, which is a real shocker. Yeah. And I, and I really like Emma Stone and she is barely used as well. Really? Well, she's not barely used. Her character is so one-dimensional. It's just it's rubbish. It's really it's just it's so it's so up itself quirky. It so just wants to be beady 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 beady. I am so interesting, and it's just a giant steaming pile, really. You know what your your description is reminding me of? The first mm. time we did rom coms <clears throat> way back when. Yeah, my movie was Accidental Love. Do you ah, remember that um, yeah. David O. Russell weirdness? Yeah, the, yes, and yeah, it was, yeah. and it was just, it was a, it was, it was obviously a passion project, and it was just so unfocused. The plot was so weird and not funny at all, and blah blah blah. And I just hated it. Yeah, yours is sounding like that, but yeah, I'm just, I'm really surprised. I was kind of expecting Aloha to be bad, but I wasn't expecting it to be bad in the way that it's been bad. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So this is my movie done. Um, well, I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't given this one a rating yet. This Sorry, is gonna, everyone this, this will be a... across the land will be going, but what's his rating? It's an A. No, it's a D minus. <laughs> I was expecting an done. E, actually. No, it's not quite an E. It doesn't no, quite no. get... I didn't hate it. This is, if, if I hated it, it would be an E, but I didn't hate right. it. I just, it, wasn't, it wasn't naughty. It was just very, very disappointing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. All right, well... So our next movie, as we skip along, is... Only tangentially a Bradley Cooper movie because it is, in fact, an enormous, whirling, mega concoction of um, celebrity portmanteau fun appearances, shall we say. Mm. And it's called... Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day from <laughs> um, 2010, I believe. Yeah, 2010, that's right. Directed by Gary Marshall, who directed Pretty yeah. Woman. Um, which an all time which has its classic. I know it has its faults I know there are many many things wrong with it I still can't help loving that movie no well I I couldn't stand Pretty Woman um, and then was forced to watch it by a, a mutual friend of ours Joe and um, mm-hmm. she yeah she really turned me around to it I realised this is a great rom com because I think the thing is I'd watched it when I was about twelve and could only just stomach rom coms and then watched it again as an older gentleman when I when yeah. I loved rom coms and realised oh it's a really good one. Yeah, with, with faults, obviously, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's a goodie. Um, anyway, Valentine's Day, Gary Marshall, and um, yes, it's got Bradley Cooper alongside a cavalcade of of dudes and dudettes. I mean, we can we can throw some of these out here. We've got we've got um, Ashton Kutcher, yes, Jamie Fox, Jennifer Garner, Patrick Duffy, Topher Grace. You love Topher Hector Grace. Hector yes, Jamie Fox, Queen yeah. Latifah, Shirley MacLaine, Queen Latifah. Um, oh yeah, of course. Um, Emma Roberts. Uh, what's her face? Shirley MacLaine. Emma Roberts. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. You can't forget Taylor in, Swift in, in this. her film. Also debut. Taylor Lautner. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and there is another person in it who's um, massive actress. Um, 
I can't remember who she's you said now, so I don't know who you mean. Catwoman in the bat, the latest Batman. Oh, uh, Beale. Anne Hathaway. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. But it has also got Jennifer Beals as well, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, it's just, a, it, it is the cast of, and Eric Dane, who I don't really know from anything. No. No. Um, He's the football player. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really yeah. know him for anything. Apparently, I believe yeah. he was in Grey's Anatomy, which I never really watched. Yes. So, essentially, it is... Um, yeah, it's one of those sort of, like, multiple stories intertwining, all centred around Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, it's the Love Actually so, yeah. treatment, um, in that, yeah, intertwined um, plots, um, all in a, a rom-com vein. It's de- I mean, yeah. the pre- previous two films had varying amounts of rom-com. This one's definitely steeped in oh, rom-com this, juice. This could not be anything else other than classified as a rom-com. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it, and it all takes place over 24 hours. Or, yes, in Los yeah. Angeles. Oh, yeah. That's, slash. That's yeah. important. Yes, it's in, in LA. Yeah. It's a very LA film, actually. Um, yes. And, you know, there's a lot of characters in it you can imagine who hate Valentine's Day in that way that you always hear because yeah. blah, 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 blah. I suppose that, uh, And then Ashton Kutcher's a florist who loves it because yeah. it's, you know, very, he's very romantic at the time and it's a big t- delivery time for him and that sort of thing. Yeah, and there's um, just like in, you know, in Love Actually, they have the young boy who's lost his mum, but actually he really fancies that girl. He's a drummer or whatever. Yes. Um, yeah, and there's another... There's yeah. a young boy in this who... Wants and trying to get flowers delivered, and yeah. yes. So there are various actually there are various equivalent plots to those love actually plots. Um, yes, exactly. There's a lot of correlation. Yeah. Um, let's see. Patrick Dempsey. Did we mention him? Because he was in a quite yes, a good. Mentioned he him. was in Made in Manhattan. No, 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 not Made in Manhattan. Hey, no, sorry. He was in um, the one that I saw for another one of our rom coms. Oh, what was it called? Uh, Maid of Honor. Uh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in, and he's also in. Um, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, is he? <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and he's in Can't Buy Me Love, of course, which was um, yes, yes, a sort yes. of teen rom-com, wasn't it? Um, in the 80s. Oh, and Julia Roberts. We didn't even mention Julia Roberts. Didn't we? No, no, we didn't, no. No. Yeah, and, oh, and, and Julia, oh, yeah, so Julia Roberts is the uh, Bradley Cooper plot. So, yeah, just as in, uh, because there are individual romantic plots, and that romantic plot yeah. is all on a flight to Los Angeles, and Julia Roberts is a captain in the US Army who's on one-day leave mm-hmm. to go and see someone you don't know who, and on that she sat next to Bradley Cooper, and... You, who is a sort of wealthy businessman. Yeah, yeah, and you... Um, and you know he's just they just get on and and yeah that's that yes. that plot's a fairly simple plot. Um, uh, Ashton Kutcher proposes to his girlfriend Jessica Alba. Yeah, um, um, and I think Topher Grace has just started a relationship with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, and Anne Hathaway's big thing is that she does a sort of phone sex. phone sex line, so people ring her up. And yes, she's either... and she works for Queen Latifah. Yes, and she does phone sex lines everywhere for some reason. She does them in the office, yeah. um, <laughs> outside her apartment, yeah. on a date. Which I suppose is actually the equivalent to that plot again in. Um, in Love Actually, with Love the Actually. two people who are the porn kind of body doubles. Yes, aren't yeah, they? that's what I thought. That has that sort of porny yeah. actor kind of equivalent. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but, and also, Ashton Kutcher kind of is almost the fulcrum. And then Jennifer Garner is his mate as well, and she is seeing Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. But he's the fulcrum around which it all spins often because like, a lot of the people. A lot of the plots that happen occur, you know, with with the florist that he's at delivering flowers yes. to certain places. Yeah, that that's kind of the thing. sort of main plot in ways, isn't it? Yes. But, um, and he gets interviewed by Jamie Foxx, who's a reporter, and yeah, 
and a, and Eric a really Dane unromantic a dude, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, he's an unromantic dude, and then you know one of the characters you would expect to be unromantic is this sort of you know football star who has a big revelation about his romantic life, and I don't I don't want to give any spoilers to no. this, but. Um, and then oh, it has that sort of like Deus Ex Machina. Well, not even actually. It's just it's just a kind of. It has a DJ narrating the whole thing as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's right. Um, yeah. Now the, the one thing I just say because I I do like Love Actually. Um, I love Love Actually. Much. It's one of my uh, but I didn't. I remember when I first watched it, I found it really hard to watch. I really hated mm. some of the plot lines, but I loved enough of the other plot lines that it sort of won me over. But I didn't know. But it wasn't until rewatching it that I really, you know, just fell in love with the whole thing because I always yeah. remember, you know, that really early scene in Love Actually where you're watching um, Kira Knightley's wedding, and um, the plot is, you know, the guy who uh, from Walking Dead is. Andrew uh, Lincoln. Yeah, he's in yeah. love with her. But there's just that bit when they're getting married and that choir, and they start singing All You Need Is Love. And it's when all the people with instruments hidden in the audience start standing yep. up. I remember just being in the cinema and almost wanting to chew the seat in front of me from the ground. I was just so toe-curlingly... I just found that bit I awful. get that. Like, I still, and I still it's, find it's that It's one of the worst bits awful. of the movie. It's, and, and apart from the fact that, you know... Space is limited in a small church anyway, and you've just filled it full of musicians. Plus, in fact, you can't hide a trombone. Either. And as well, it's just the sound and and just the look. It yeah. just looks like what it is, i.e., someone making yeah, yeah, a cheese yeah. bit from. And I, and that's a, I think that bit set me off <laughs> off a bad foot. But all of that said, so, I love the Colin Firth plot. I absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's one of my favourite bits of rom com almost. So, so I just want I just want to slightly veer you away from just talking about love okay. actually. And I want to ask you if anything in this movie was less annoying than the bit that made you want to chew the seat in Love Actually? Or did you hate the whole movie even more than that section? No, no. There were loads of bits in this that I didn't find quite as annoying as that bit. Because, there, like I say, there was a lot in Love Actually I disliked when I first saw it. Uh. But this film... The thing is, I remember this film coming out quite often when we review films. I've never really, I can't remember them at all. Yeah, and we've gone through some sort of blockbuster. Yeah, for this. but this yeah. film, I remember coming out. I remember how panned it got. I remember reading about all the criticisms. I remember reading about, you know, it, because it was nominated for Razzies and stuff. Yeah. And so my expectations were rock bottom. And I think that helped sort of <laughs> enjoy its sort of, um, its awfulness. But also, I mean, for a start, it's supposed to be a rom-com. There is nothing even chucklesome at all in this nope. film. I didn't laugh once. I didn't even get close to a snigger once. And I, I mean, for me, I think this is a giant steaming turd of a film. I mean, I really hate it. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I yeah. didn't hate it. I just... I really hate it. Yeah, I hated... I think, I think... Yeah, I hated certain aspects of it, but actually I was sort of... Not pleasantly surprised, but some of the bits I quite enjoyed. No, I mean the acting is universally it is bad, appalling. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, to be honest, Although, I think one of the weakest um, uh, sort of. There's something about um, oh, what's her name, Jennifer Garner. I just didn't believe her character at all. No, nope, not even remotely. <laughs> there's no way she's like friends with a florist either. She looks about twenty years older than him. I know, like, and I didn't buy I, the, their relationship. The worst thing in both... the entire universe, unfortunately. And I, I think I've, I, I respect her as a person. 
my daughter's like her very much as an artist. Taylor Swift oh, that could be so the bad. worst actress of all time. Yeah, no. I'm... Although she's run a close second by Taylor Lautner, who is also one of the worst actors of all time. They're so bad, the pair of them. Oh, yeah. No, no. But that's... Jeez. That's why... But she is rock bottom awful. But that's why I would... I think this film definitely qualifies, not as a Z, definitely not that, but as a so bad it's good. Because I found the Taylor Lautner scene with Taylor Swift when they're being filmed by a weird cameraman. Yeah. It's one of the weirdest, creepiest, baddest scenes I've ever seen. And I really think people should watch it. There are more people that sort of... Ostentatiously make out in this movie that I've ever seen ostentatiously making out in my life, apart from maybe at like a fourteen-year-old party or something. Yeah. But that's adults as well. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a really awful bit I think where we're supposed to laugh at a disabled woman not being able to talk properly. No, really, I don't remember that bit. I must have missed that. Bit. Yeah, at the um, at the when when they oh so again to completely rip off Love Actually. Oh God, no, a bit I do when, know when, the bit when, you mean. Yes, that was yeah. weird, wasn't it? I didn't get that yeah. bit. But it's a bit when, when our hero has to run into an airport and oh, yeah, get some yeah. weird magic ticket that allows you to go to any gate. They don't exist. And then, and then you know, to chase down Jennifer Garner. And you're like, yeah. uh, and then, yeah, the sort of disabled woman girl speaks in a funny way. And you're meant to laugh at the disabled, maybe? I'm not oh, sure. I don't think it was disabled. Um, I think she was just foreign. But the thing is, I could really easily understand no, I thought what she, she was, said. Yeah. So I didn't understand. But, uh, like, just there's, yeah, there's nothing funny about this. No. Um. I, de- yeah, I, de- I definitely liked it. More I, than I you. just can't. Because I just I, the, the problem is also loads of the plots finish halfway through. Yeah, like there's a time was, I, it was, it's, like, it's two hours and twenty minutes something. I was I, there's so many times in this. I was like, this has got to be nearly. Oh my god, it's not nearly <laughs> over. No, I well, I liked the um, I quite liked the Julia Roberts Bradley Cooper bit. I thought that's the best bit. Yeah. So that for, the, for that reason, I was pleased bit. that they had the good bit because I like a bit everything of else. Cooper. I wanted to get. With a lighter, like a can of lighter fluid, sprayed on over and flick matches at it to watch it catch fire. No, but the thing is, okay, so this is the thing. I think if you stripped out about three of the plot lines from this and made it, it and, just and made a terrible. different movie, you could have made a good movie. I, I don't think so. No, but as in, I honestly don't. No, no, but just as in, so there's nothing wrong as a sort of just as a standard rom-com fair, if you see what I mean, there's mm. nothing wrong with the the meeting on a plane idea. There's nothing wrong with that sort of the old couple idea, you know. When Harry met Sally. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong in ways with the plot. I stress just the plot behind, you know, it's fairly standard stuff with the friend who's having a relationship with a man yeah, yeah, who turns yeah. out it's to be married. Yeah, 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 it's been done a million times. Yeah, but I agree, it's been done a million times. I'm just seeing that, like, you could imagine... <laughs> Sections but that's like of... saying if you took the script, there are some really good words on the script. It just happened to be in a different order to be good. Yeah, but I've... they've used some fine verbs <laughs> and some excellent nouns. You just need to put them in a different script in a different order. Like it, the whole thing is just such. Bug. I still think because of the good bit on the plane and the way it keeps jumping between all the different bits, that in ways it's a got it's got a mixture of a couple of not good bits but passable bits. And then the bad bits are so hilariously bad that I found them quite a pleasure to watch. Specifically, the Taylor Lautner, Taylor Swift bit, because that was unwatchably bad. And I really do think people should watch that. Because it's so weird. That's one of the things I I, I hate the most. Actually, it's a lie. I get past this and something. It's like Bridget Jones. Mm. I like Bridget Jones' diary a lot. She lives in a place that she would never be able to afford. Ashton Kutcher lives in like the Venice Canals area of LA where houses are like four million each and he owns a florist. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't live there. You just don't live there. Yeah. Um, 
Look, uh, yeah, for me, it's just awful. It's an E. It's a straight E. It would be an E minus if the the badness of the Taylor Swift scenes didn't save it. And I would go, yes, watch the badness of the Taylor Swift scenes in that yeah. scene. But otherwise, it's just, it's just awful. Yeah. Uh, the, the, is it my best line, worst line? Oh yeah, I don't the really funny have bit. Is when Jennifer Garner is in the restaurant and she sort of like proves him to be a love rat and puts that weird jumping yeah, heart down in front of him scene. and then it cuts to the old people and the old man goes, did we get a toy? <laughs> well, that's such a formulaic kind of thing. Yeah. But it's, it was, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. I wouldn't, I, I couldn't recommend this to anyone apart from the Taylor Swift. Yeah, I think this is my, interestingly, I've just got to the my notes to check if there's anything I missed. And I haven't missed anything. But I said, I've heard, basically, this film is a living nightmare, some of which I like. <laughs> <laughs> I would go with the first which I'm quite step. pleased with <laughs> see it just annoys me that Emma Roberts I really like Emma Roberts she was really good in um, uh, the witchy American Horror Story and it's a shame she's done yeah it. yeah I know what you mean I know what you mean yeah oh it's terrible terrible but yeah mm. I'm still I'm rather glad I watched this because I've, I've I've always avoided these kind of these terrible type you know because there's Valentine's Day there's New Year's Eve there's all these Eve, yeah. and I've kind of avoided them like the plague because they look so terrible and now I've seen one I feel quite pleased you go, yeah you go ah, they are that terrible yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. alright so that's that then Good. so I, there's, there's nothing I particularly recommend that I've seen um, that's disappointing you, you of, love rom-coms yeah, I know it's just such a shame well, all, but what this has taught me is that A, we've done another one of taking it one for the tea. We've watched these so that people don't have to. Mm. It also taught me don't worry too much about a Bradley Cooper rom com. You know, maybe there are better people out there. Yeah. Hmm. Next time, though. No, wait a minute. There's more. What? Well, we've still got to do the recommending oh, oh, things that aren't related to what we're talking about yes, section. Yes. which re- relates to this and to Aloha in its own way, because they're both love letters in a little way. Like, this is also... Uh, this also has a slight love letter to LA about it because of the locations and stuff. Like, so my my recommendation for... My first recommendation of something to watch is go and watch LA Story, if you can find uh. it. LA Story, I love. It's a Steve Martin rom-com set in LA. It's silly. It has some really wonderful moments. I think it's pretty underappreciated, to be honest with you. Mm. And it has some, yeah, some really magical bits. It is a love letter to LA, but also it's a great little treatise on sort of, as is our pod middle age, it's very much a middle-aged love story. Yeah. And I think it's fabulous. And I think it's underappreciated by me, because I don't like it very much. But I do love All of Me, which he made in 19, a couple of years before, which yes. is a silly sort of comedy rom-com. A high concept yeah, yeah. rom-com, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much. I so. really love very that much. Film. So, um, yeah, my recommendation for for so is 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 got a very has got a connection. So, in my book, The Vinyl Frontier: The Making of the Voyager Golden Record, a key <laughs> point in the book is a party in 1974 that was thrown by Nora Ephron ah. of When Harry Met Sally fame, the all-time yep, yep. rom-com, and in that party, yes. Carl Sagan met Andrew Yan for the first time. And they're coming together, and the story of the Voyager Golden Record is told very movingly in the rather awesome documentary, The Farthest, which is actually all about the entire Voyager mission. It tells the story of the Golden Record, but it is such 
a good documentary. And it doesn't, I don't think, you know, it's, it's, it's not available currently on Netflix, but it has been on Netflix. So go, just go on to Netflix now and see if it is in your area. If not, so basically the full um, director's cut is about just under two hours long. There's also a, um, an hour and a half cut that was made for American TV, which is sometimes, mm. it's twice now been on BBC iPlayer and it's been on Amazon Prime as well. So just look for it. It's called The Farthest. It's Hunt, directed by Emma hunt. Reynolds um, and it's just such a good documentary. If you're interested in Voyager, it's just, there, there are these particular yeah. sequences where you... Um, you see photographs, you, you, you see these approaches to each planet, and it's just, honestly, it makes goosebumps all over. It's fantastic. Okay, cool. Okay. I'll search that out. And Love not, it. Not many rom-coms going no. on in that, but yeah. No, no, but there's you know, quite a romantic story between them. Isn't yeah. It? So, that being said, next time we're going to move on to something less romantic um, and not involve Bradley Cooper, but involving crime. What sort of crime? The, I don't know, thrilling crime. Crime thrillers. <laughs> thrilling crime. Thrillers. Thrilling crime next time. Um, if you want to be the uh, deciding factor in our next genre choice, get hold of us. You know, do the Twitter thing. I think our DMs are open. If not, just send us a little app message. Or do the email thing. We watch anything at gmail.com. Don't bother doing the Facebook thing. I've pretty much shut down my Facebook account. I hate it. Anyway, you can you can choose the next you know genre if you want to. We've done that quite a few times. Our listeners are very important to us, and we love your contributions. We also love your reviews. So if you want to get on iTunes and review us, that's fine. Just do that. Yeah. It'll be fine. And uh, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of back catalogue there if you want to listen to. We don't put ours behind a Patreon paywall. No, because <laughs> no one would pay. Um, <laughs> but it's all out there for the taking. So until next time. Don't watch any of these movies. (laughs) Watch some good rom-coms and get ready for a crime spree. Yes. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.